Schaefer? Schaefer, this is Matthew. Come in. Ooh! Where do these guys go? Go, man, go! Ah! I'm into it. How difficult it is for me not to just do my whole intro in a CB voice because of the way you did that just now. That's Big Ten Four there, Matthew Buddy. What's happened? Night. Night has fallen. <laughs> Once again, over the old country, surrounding Austin, Texas. Uh, and in fact, over Austin, Texas itself. It is a. It is a sultry evening that is trans, uh, as we speak, as we speak, the uh, line of clouds has moved from the north to the south, and our sultry evening has, a chill has slipped into the air, a little breeze is blowing, and it's become quite, quite balmy. Sultry to balmy in a matter of minutes, really, as we are introducing the show. It's been quite, ex- quite extraordinary, folks. Uh, <laughs> maybe a... Or maybe I'm making it out to be bigger, a bigger deal than it is. <laughs> but that's what like, we do like here, isn't it? It's on one magical hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular episode number one hundred and forty-eight. Uh, in uh, thereof, in fact, featuring such classics as Poetry Corners. Matthew, have you ever wondered? Get as get asses, <laughs> get asses. <laughs> Get at us, and uh, and because Matthew and I are too old, we'll talk about the weather, apparently. But in order to talk about it with him, I have to introduce him: the Montserrat Mistaker, the Martinique Mistaker, the Rampy, not the Roy. Matthew spoke up. What's on my head? Hit record. The laptop said. Made my way out back and got a text. It was Shafe. He said that he'd be late. <sighs> Set the bot and speaker up. Put some pills into my cup. Then Shafey arrived and we had a smoke. And Shafey spoke and I went into a dream. torture you with the whole thing it's just it's just a day in the life of a couple of podcasters hey that was a good one man you went deep on that one that was like you changed every phrase deep in a shallow way yeah right you changed, but yeah you didn't necessarily go far into the text right but you changed every bit of the text i, did, I changed most of to it to be casty yeah there was very castified it's it. very apropos i like it of this podcast of this moment i like it it's uh, you September sixth. You know what I also like? I like months that end in R. Is that so you can eat oysters? Oh, because it cools off a little bit around. I here. see. Okay, just a little bit. Oh, oh, did you feel that, folks? That that's autumn. Seattle, we're coming at you. We're coming after you. We're coming after you in many different ways. Ah, boy, we should get an update on all but, that uh, stuff too. But we're coming out. We're gonna we're gonna be the new Emerald City if it keeps raining here. It is downright verdant. The gardens of Austin are are bursting out. It was surprising how... Bursting out like June. It was really surprising 
Like first thing, it was in. it was surprising how dry things were. The gr- the grass was dead. Everything was dead, and it was depressing. the The drought is depressing. The drought always comes. Yeah. Um, and through the drought, you get despondent. And I was coming home from work, especially, and just seeing my yard, which is not a nice yard to begin with, but just the the desolation of what was going on here. And then, I mean, it was like, okay, I mean, there were some good rains. Now there have been some good rains, but it was surprising how few good rains it took to get everything to pop green, hot green. And the, and the mosquitoes, too. Say what you will about the drought and all its deleterious effects. But not having mosquitoes not, it, was nice. a, it was a very mild mosquito season. Yeah, I'm amazed by, I mean, not just the, the plant life. Obviously, it gets green. But the actual life that reappears. Yeah. Like, I was watching, like, 20 dragonflies fly around uh, Springdale General the other day. It's where Matthew and Schaefer work. And, you know, like, air, air quotes. they weren't there before, you know, they were just dashing around and flying around. And there's just the water comes and then the yeah. animal, the, the plants come and then the animals come. And it's yeah. a really amazing thing to behold. I have to really use my rational mind to know that the drought is going to end. The flood will come. Yeah. I've seen it. I've lived in this area for long enough that, that it's it's a boom and bust cycle. Texas in a lot of ways, and and that's one of them around here. Is it gets dry? I remember a Chronicle cover of one of the reporters. There, there it was referencing an old Chronicle cover of like one of the reporters sitting in a, one of our springs around here, full. And then a few years later, that spring was completely dry. Same reporter, same yeah, uh, floaty device sitting at the bottom of the of the creek, <laughs> you know, and. That was in the nineties. It just goes back and forth. I mean, things may be getting a little more severe, but and then yeah, I t- I, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I tend to trail off at the end. I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> not only at the end of a, each sentence, but at the end of the podcast, I I'm like leaning away from the laptop and I'm talking very quietly. There's I mean, a lot of things I've been kind of uh, you know just picking it apart a little bit and being like, hey, let's do this anyway. That's not important. What's important is your episode 148. It seems like you're about to say something and I cut you off a minute ago. I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't have cut you off. That was a big mistake. I've definitely been watching, driving over here. I saw, you know, I got on I-35 and I looked up to the north and I saw this line. It's just really interesting how Austin just, it's right on the edge of that coastal, wet coastal warm air and the cool, dry, northwestern air, yep. and when they hit each other, you know, you get rain, Yep. you get you get cooler, and I watched, you know, this, you know, perfectly lined, drawn, as if drawn with a plum, of clouds and darkness, you know, and bicycle, it was there next to the bright, you know, deep orange of the sunset, uh, you know, just perfectly bifurcated sky. And I knew, you know, once that got here, it was, it was going to feel cooler. It was going to, you know. Yeah. 
and that's exactly that's exactly what happened. And here it is. Here we are, just luxuriating in the first false autumn. And it seems like, and it's it's good because all of this rain has been hitting Dad too. You know, up there where they really needed Dad mud. up in San Saba, yeah, up near San Saba. And that's like it's just these big thunderstorms come through. They hit him, and then about two hours later, they hit us. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just charging across the state, refilling everything. When people ask me what our podcast is about going forward, I'm going to tell them it's a weather podcast <laughs> where we discuss the weather. But but I don't. We don't post it till a few days after because of the <laughs> editing and Shafee's got to post it, and so it's the weather from the other day. The other day's weather. Yeah, the other day's weather. <laughs> that makes me want to do a project where I start. A thousand of the most boring podcasts. I mean, call it one thousand. You've got a lot of competition out there already. There's a lot of boring podcasts out there. You know, I feel like that's a that's a fertile ground for some jokes. Right? I like there. this. Uh, I like this kind of trick you played on me by putting the koozie on the seltzer before I knew what it was. Oh, did you have a very exciting? Did to, you have a taste test kind of yeah. moment there? Do you remember the Coke Pepsi taste test? Oh yeah, the you mean the Pepsi challenge? The Pepsi challenge. <laughs> yeah. right. How could I forget? You can see you can see which side of this I'm coming from. That was a huge. <laughs> um, of course, I don't drink any of that poison, but uh, some people love it, and some people the drink Pepsi. The Cola Wars. The Cola Wars. The Cola Wars. Cola Wars are over. Are they Coke One? There was a that was a Dr. Pepper commercial in the nineties, where like they did this. It was like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max thing, uh-huh. and like the at the beginning, it was really actually a high budget high commercial. Co- oh yeah. Um, but now, of course, now it looks a little silly. But uh, yeah, at the beginning, at the beginning, there was you know just a what do you call it caption that says. Sometime after the Cola Wars, <laughs> this, guy, this guy walking in from this dusty, like kind of Tatooine-looking planet into this bar, like the cantina in Star Wars, and the alien bartender's like, "What do you have?" And the Mad Max character says, "I'll have something different." And then this alien ogre comes over and goes, "The Cola Wars are over, man. There ain't nothing different." And the bartender goes, wait, I have something different. And she, like, opens up this glowing thing, and there's a Dr. Dr. Pepper Pepper. in there. Like, after the Pepsi and Coke fight. A couple of things strike me about that tale, Shafe. Number one is you're describing a commercial from the 90s that I'm not familiar with. That surprises me. (laughs) And number two is I'm on... I'm a pepper. <laughs> I'm a pepper. You well, know? yeah, we're Texans, like, man. Like I, um, you gotta be a, you gotta be a pepper, Doctor Becker. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I real honestly, I don't find any redeeming value in Coke or Pepsi. Personally, I mean, am I? I don't drink a lot of soda, but when I do drink a soda, you can doggone bet it's going to be a Doctor Pepper or we've sort of learned that like there's really nothing redeeming about any of soda. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, to you know, to your taste buds. Yeah, uh, I mean, ever since I was a kid, give me an orange soda or a grape soda any day. Yeah. Oh yeah, the 
Way more flavor. Yeah. A root beer. I don't drink root beer. Dad used to get. I drink all kinds of beer, but not root. I love Barks. Barks root beer was Barks the best. Barks is the one with bite. Barks has bite. Okay. Yeah. And that was. I don't even know if you can get that caffeine, anymore. Caffeine, right? <laughs> Listen, I'm having a flashback. <laughs> Seth and Jonathan on a yeah, dude. I've had this exact conversation. Is that right? Mostly about like, yeah, like what kind of sodas you like, and I think you know. Well, Jonathan I, was on record saying, you know, I like the fruity ones, you know, he's like, if, if I'm going to go brown, I'm going to go root beer. Mm. Um, and then the other guy was like, I don't drink root beer. Problem with root beer is there's no caffeine in it. If I'm reaching for one of those things, it's probably because I want at least a little bit of a caffeine kick. But, but you know, is it, isn't that the bite in Barks? No. What's the bite? It's just that it's it has. Not, it's got, yeah, extra very root. rooty. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. Barks is a, a Louisiana affair. Okay. That's why Jonathan Larroquette and his father, John Larroquette, are into it. We got some main root root beer oh, to yeah. do some root beer floats. And that's... I bet that's uh, good. It's pretty legit, but really, I, I that taste really turns me off. But Dr. Pepper and those 23 magic herbs and spices... It's like double the kernels plus one. You know what I'm saying? Um, wait, what, know, what do you remember? Go ahead. What do you remember about about the Pepsi versus Coke thing? Um, I guess I remember commercials of people of the sort of chicanery being perpetrated on people where they would get two little unmarked cups. Yeah. And, um, you know, to the surprise <coughs> of many of the participants, they chose Pepsi when blindfolded. Yes. Which makes me think that Coke just has really attractive packaging. No. What happens, it's like, this is a classic thing. You know, anybody who drinks alcoholic beverages will tell you this. Just like when you have a like you have a sour. Do you know beer. anybody? You have a sour. You have a sour beer, and you take one sip, and you're like, "That's great," but I'm not going to do a whole. So you're doing Coke and Pepsi. Pepsi is much sweeter than Coke. Okay. So you have a little sip. You're like, "Ah, oh, that's got a that's got a zing to it," you know. Uh -huh. Maybe I like that one. But then, if you're actually drinking a whole can, you don't necessarily want all that cloying sweetness. Yeah. So. This, I'm going to drop some conspiracy on you now. Okay. Bear with me here. So this Pepsi challenge happened. Surprisingly, more people picked Pepsi. They hadn't quite decided exactly why yet. Okay. So Coke goes back to the drawing board. Oh, new Coke. Releases new Coke. Oh. Much to everyone's chagrin, right? Oh, man. People were like, ah, this new Coke, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. It's not like the old Coke. Now, now, at that age, I did drink some soda, and, and new Coke was disgusting. Meet the new Coke, same as the old Coke. Uh, Is that another commercial? No. That's a Who song, right? Oh, yeah, right. Meet the old boss, same, sure, as, sure. The, the, same as the old boss. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you had people stockpiling old Coke. You had people mm. railing against the new Coke. Black market and old Coke. You had people 
you know, and all sorts of all sorts of things happen. And then not not a year later, you had Coca Cola Classic re released, and it was like uh, like about like the commercials were hilarious. They were like about how Coke's like all American, the original, you know, and like yeah, Ray right. Charles like playing piano like. Red, white, and you all across the USA. Right. Back to a time when things were simpler. Coca-Cola classic. Red, white, and you. Oh, uh, and so... I see where you're going with this. There are some people who say, like, no, at no point did they think that New Coke was really going to replace Coke. Mm. They just saw the Sand opportunity bagging. to be like, all right, well, let's put out this Pepsi-like product. For a minute, just to get everybody even more passionate about Coke, Coke the original Coke, and they took a, a and an original Coke was off the shelf. Yeah, you couldn't get it. They did it, yeah, for for just but not for very long. But it went for on for like a year, enough, right? yeah, huh? Just long enough to make people to make it to make coming back a big deal. Why doesn't a beer company do that? <laughs> I guess beer isn't like. That originally flavored like soda. Well, also, like, like you had like there, crazy rednecks who would start a goddamn civil but war if they stop. took their Budweiser if away. They took the Bud Lights away. If they, yeah. took your, if they took your Bud Ice away. Yeah, it <laughs> would be Bud. Your 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 mind went straight to Bud, right? When I said that. Where does Crystal Pepsi? play into all this. that's a good question <laughs> i feel like Pepsi. that was later that was in the 90s yeah, that was it? when was there a, a was there a van hagar commercial <laughs> i don't know for crystal pepsi was there i'm pretty sure there was or let maybe me, maybe that was just a pepsi campaign but I, me, know, me, I know that um let me play this because <laughs> i found it <laughs> Now, this actor went on to have some, like, a career, right? That's somebody we know playing the cowboy, isn't it? Let me see. This is this is Grace's favorite part of the show. When we're when we're playing something off of YouTube that yeah. we're going to get sued for later, yeah, that that's nobody what, can see. That's what she she likes that, huh? I feel like I recognize the barmaid too, but yeah, I'm not sure. Grace doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it is a kind of a a pretty slick Hollywood commercial. Yeah, it looks pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does. I, I was wrong about it. I was just like, it looks a little cheesy today, but actually it looks, it looks, it looks pretty, pretty good. Pretty cool. I mean, not like, I mean, the alien costumes and everything was a little campy, but like yeah. the production value. Deliberately campy. Tip top. Um, so, you know, episode 148, we're recording on a Tuesday. And last week we were kind of set to record on a Tuesday and we didn't, well, not last week, last outing, we were set to record on a Tuesday. We ended up recording on a Friday and you came over here on Friday and you were like, boy, the vibe in the world and the vibe in town is just so much different on a Tuesday than a mm -hmm. Friday. So 
I hope we can save this episode from a Tuesday vibe. And you know, I like I felt I'm, like tired and run down when I showed up tonight yeah, too. Shoot, well, I, boy, you seem in top spirits for. I mean, I did I, the I, cast turn you around? Well, honestly, yeah. I, like I knew that that was happening. I was like, all right, I got to turn the energy up, you know, a little bit. So hopefully, that's that's coming through. Just before the cast, we were talking about eight a month here on. Hopefully, I'm reaching through the uh, digital airwaves and gently stroking your ears with my dulcet tones. Nice. Did you wash those hands? Give me a little. Uh, <laughs> did you wash those? That, did uh, you germ wash your hands? <laughs> um, just before the we got on the cast here, uh, of course, it's Ada Limon, U.S. Poet Laureate Ada Limon, friend of Shafi's. Friend of a friend of mine. Friend of the cast. Um, it's it's her poetry month here, in which I, I think when we initially said that, we sort of meant like four episodes, <laughs> yeah. like a month. But now I think we're going to just turn it into like a month of Sundays. Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe yeah. for the next six months. To two we years. We mostly just read Ada poems. Maybe what? just uh, maybe just until we've read all of the poems, but then she'll have another book out. Good. She's prolific. prolific. Should okay. we read an Ada poem now? No, no, let's save it till the end, because I think one thing we've learned is that if we read a poem in the middle of the podcast, it, there's nowhere to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're working up to it. I, I, people are ask, when people ask me about the podcast now, I do say we're a poetry podcast where we just sort of bullshit for about 55 minutes and then read a poem. <laughs> I was texting with Gabby the other day. Oh, yeah? She says hello. Would she talk to us again here in this space? I bet she would. Let's just let's try to call her out of the blue, huh? That never works. It never works, but maybe this time it'll work. It's only like seven o'clock out there. Perfect. I'm not gonna cut this out, no matter what happens. <laughs> this is happening. Not. Well, that's weird. I just took drugs. He just randomly called me one day every, like, eight months that I just happened to take some drugs. Yes! <laughs> something in, something in, something in me knew that that happened. Tell her she's being recorded. I was, yeah, you're on the air, by the way, but you probably already knew that, right? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't assume that, no. Hi, everyone. Hi, Gabby. What's happening? Nothing where you're just sitting here missing you. Well, that's awfully nice. I've been, uh... Uh, I don't know, kind of feeling the connections of other human beings lately. It's been nice. Mm. Strumming in the air. Yeah, some of them came around. I had my sister and her kids came out to visit, and I got to have anti-life for like five days straight, which was awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like my auntie job. It's pretty exciting. My, uh, my niece and nephew spent August in Spain and Portugal, so I just, I just got them back. I was really excited to see them. Yeah, you're right local, so you get to see yours all the time. Yeah. That's so right. the word nibblings? I'm obsessed with the word nibblings. <laughs> Can you define the word for us? Yeah, it's like nieces or nephews, but gender neutral, so we don't have to just like... I had a nice long conversation with my niece, Eloise, about how come she shouldn't remark that it's wrong that the boys' bathroom has pink tiles. Uh, and we like talked it through and you talked about, you know, gendered aesthetics. She's really interested because she's into fashion. 
so she was like really like her little baby mind was blown about the idea that these colors that we've associated with our genders are just kind of random sometimes it doesn't mean anything i feel like kathleen's really good about raising the kids gender gender neutral like i don't think it would even occur to them to say that pink was pink was for girls and blue for boys or anything like little shafey runs around in dresses all the time awesome is it, wait, your nephew's name is Shafee? Yeah. Oh my god, so you're just living a blessed life. <laughs> yeah, it's just, sometimes I wonder how I got so lucky. Yeah, and he's carrying the mantle, too, if you know what I mean, Gabby. <laughs> he's a poet? Oh, uh, well, he's a wild man. <laughs> I think that that's not the most remarkable feature of either of the Shafees, personally. Yeah. I think the wild man is some sideshow thing that's like, to distract everybody from the wounded, intelligent heart. Whoa! You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Actually, most most of most of my friends already knew that. But our listeners yeah, might not. But have. it's exciting for. I'm sure it's exciting. I think there'd be a, a nod of recognition in at least two cars. Because uh, that's where people listen to this show, right? When they're driving on really lonesome <laughs> Texas yeah. roads. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gabby. Uh. uh Lil Shafey wrote a song the other day called Catfish Hot Dog. I'll uh, I'll send it to you. You'll, well, can we play it on the air? You'll love it. Uh, we, we can. I think I actually already have before. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And I would have to, you're, you're, you're already on my phone. So yeah, technology wise, like we just go invisible for a second, then the computer comes in and the machine. Yeah, we can, we can do something later. like that. Yeah post-production get at us if you haven't heard catfish hot dog because i'm guessing that most of you have and if if you haven't then we'll play it on the air for you yeah i need it definitely i'll, I'll send you your own copy my feedback from my yeah. siblings on my music is that it's better when there's drums and um they like it when there's like Palette's like sort of crashy guitar more so than gentle guitar, and they think my words are too opaque, and that I should try to say things that everyone can understand more often. Okay, uh, I disagree with all of those statements for the record. <laughs> well, kids are dumb, so yeah, I yeah. think I do too. I want more of yeah. I appreciate that they check it out and that they have some kind of um, vested interest in my success with it. They want me to be a great songwriter, and they want me to make the music that they associate music with. Yeah, which is awesome. And I mean, yeah, there's no reason why you can't do both. Totally. Well, except for my jeans and my hands and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think if all of us could just like write pink songs, we all would do it. We wouldn't like hold back if that was like inside of us. Oh no! I mean, you've already You know, you've like. I love your kind of Sean Chu's stuff, you know, you've been doing lately on the acoustic guitar and, and the lyrics, they definitely are opaque. And I'd say that in the best way. Um, well, that's how you learn from them yourself. And that's kind of the only point, right? So yeah. But then, the and then you have, we have stacks of stickered re stickers, records and stuff to, uh, to listen to too. So you know, those are pretty direct. Yeah. <laughs> those are those are crashing and fun. and. Yeah, I'm still into the crashing and fun, too. Yeah. It's just harder to decide oh. to have people in the house to do it together. They were talking about your newer stuff? They're, yeah, my kids. Yeah, the kids. They were, were, they yeah, were critiquing like, your 
um, you've been sort of doing folk music, right? Yeah, kind yeah. of some folky stuff on the on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the children um, asked me to play or not play, but sing like some acapella versions of my songs in the white Jeep Wrangler that I rented when I went to Connecticut right before COVID. I had them like, I was like Auntie Gabby's in charge for like three days after school, which seemed like not that big of a commitment, but actually was like brutalizing. (laughs) (laughs) And I had this amazing rented Jeep. And while we were in the Jeep, they asked me a lot of questions about my music. And I was like, okay, well, I'll play you a recording. They were like, "Ah, whatever. No, sing it now. (laughs) Oh, they made you sing it? That's great. I did like. I think I, I did pieces of four or five songs and they were so interested. They like stayed with it and they wanted to hear different versions of different things. And then they added like kid sounds with their mouths to try to make it a song together. It's magical. <laughs> cool. That's great. Sounds like you kind of started a band in that Jeep. No, I'm not Lizzo. If I could write a song like Lizzo, then they would have joined the band, but they're not joining the band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the, the on-the-fly stuff with the little kids, the fact that you don't have to capture it and that it's not for anything is the best part about playing with kids. Yeah. I used uh, to be the poop man for my nephew, Bobby, and we would capture tigers and pretend cages all the time. Uh-huh. He doesn't remember any of that because he was so little when that was all happening. But I just mystify him by talking all the time about tigers and cages and poop man. I was like, what is up? What is up with Auntie Gabby? She's such a freak. So you had to clean the imaginary poop from the tiger cage. Ah, uh, that was Bobby's job. I didn't oh. do that. I just lured them in. I had like a special tiger call. Oh, nice. Can we hear it? Let's see if I remember it. It's like the sound of the tiger entering the cage. That's my tiger call. Oh yeah, mesmerizing. You got, you got. You just. I feel you both. The cage is latching. Yeah, you you caged two tigers right here. Let me tell you. Terror. I'm gripped with the fear. Call me up on the phone. Just willing yourself to be caged. Yeah, caged by you. That's. I'll I'll step into that cage any day. Yeah, but you must have sent out some kind of beacon because, like. Your name got mentioned, and then Shafee was like, let's call her right now. We were recording. <laughs> and as it was ringing, I was like, I'm not going to edit this no matter what happens. Now I don't have to. Gab, <laughs> do, you know do you know a poet named Summer Browning? No. You should look her work up. She's coming to the front page in late October to do a reading for her new book. I think you should come down and do a show with her. Y'all could be a double bill. I love that invitation. I'm still afraid of the airlines. I hear you, but just look it up and see. You know, you never know. Maybe I want to hear. I want to read. Maybe she's maybe she's so good. You'll be like, I can't, I can't miss this. Well, mm. maybe she'll do a tour, and I, oh, guess what, Stacey? Another thing that involves you. Um, I'm hosting a translator party at AWP in January. Oh. So. I'll be there. <laughs> St. John, Thursday night. I feel it's my responsibility. Uh, maybe, you can, maybe you can set up a show for you and Summer and me. You know, um, that's not impossible. That would, be a, that would be a good reason for me to go back to Seattle. Pretty fun. I assume, uh, I'll, I assume Ada and Lucas will be going too. Did you see that Ada's the, the Poet Laureate? Of course I did. Yeah, I've been bragging about it to yeah. people. I bragged about it to my stepdaughter about how I went to college at the same time as new U.S. Poet Laureate. 
And you've been on the same that podcast as her. Sorry? And you, you're a podca- podcast mates with her. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> I really love her poems. She is excellent at what she does. And I think that the whole Poet, poet Laureate thing is cool again, or never used to be cool, now it's cool. Yeah, that uh, gal, the the young gal. Amanda Gorman. Yeah. She really, like, cleared the way for... She made it cool. She kind of got that stank of old white men off of yeah. it. It's like a, how, well, how Obama Joe. made the presidency. I mean, Joy Harjo is a blessing upon the earth, but she's exhausting as your like pioneer and leader of yeah. what poetry is. I, yeah. I can't live in a world where Joy Harjo is like, she kept getting reinstated. <laughs> yeah. There was like a third reinstatement where I was just like, I need fresh air. <laughs> If I become president, I'll let you pick the next laureate. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, you boys have puzzled me. What are you? What are you? Up to, I, what are you up to tonight, Gabby? What are you? What are you doing? Where? I'm standing on the porch at my beach house, looking at the sunset. Uh, you can hear the laughing of the wind. Man, that sounds really nice. And there's a tree that's like looking brown right now in an autumnal type way, but I think it's actually wildfire smoke haze that I can't help but always being captivated by because it makes the sky nice colors. It's now September in the Northwest, so our skies are a phenomenal show every day. There's all sorts of different stuff that happens. And I work a new job where I don't have meetings past noon, so today I laid down on the lounge chair in the sun and the shade mixing and read a novel that was really good from Ireland. And took two dips in the ocean and one half of a hike. Oh, Holy snipes. You should see the look on Matthew's face right now. He is questioning his entire existence. Yeah, like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing I'm with my life? I'm making changes, you guys. <laughs> Jeez. It sounds like you're, you're doing everything fantastic. just right. <laughs> oh, and I've been playing the guitar, too. I'm working on a new jammer. Good. Can we hear it? You want to? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I don't ever want this phone call to end. Do I just put you down, or do I put you on speakerphone? She was, to do it? How do I do it? She was trying to get off the phone, but that's yeah, not happening. No way. Yeah, just put us on speaker. We know radio. I don't have anything else to do? We know imaginary radio gold when we hear it. Yeah. All right. You know, you can't just like make stuff and not want to share. Feel like that's one of the nice. Well, about me. first thing, like as soon as we start talking to you, I'm like. She is the most inspiring person. <laughs> like just her whole spirit and the way she's tackling life. Aww. But then, but and but then you started talking about what you're doing, and I was like, oh, holy crap, turbo! No wonder you were inspired. Yeah, but I mean, I I was we've been we've energy. been we've been talking. We've I've mentioned it a few times. When are we going to talk to Gabby? And you know, it's never. You know, at least me. You don't know me, but trust me, I'm not good at setting anything up. Shafee's got to set the stuff up. But when something happens and it's uh, you know off the cuff, and then you're willing to play a song for us, Gabby, we have so many people ask us about the stickers when we play them at the end of the show. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Our friend friend Manish uh, went like Gaga recently over the uh, a sticker track that I played. 
<laughs> I can't remember which song it was, and I would have to look it up on the. Gab, I I think you're gonna have to take a soft speaker, maybe like put the phone on the table or something, and sing into the mic. The table on the phone, mic. Oh, and take it off speaker. Okay, last Yeah, you sounded you sounded great until the speaker phone. Speaker phone has you cutting out a little bit. Alright. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what song it was here in a minute. How's that? Sound check. That's good. Alright. Restless leg. Yeah, it's barely a restless leg. It's like, what's my fucking sin, man? Barely a restless leg. I'm in so much trouble all the time in my head about everything. It's like, no fucking trouble for me. I'm a fucking nice person. I'm not doing anything so bad. Yeah. I'm trying pretty hard to have an easy time among the, among the folks. Yes. Trying hard to have an easy time. That will be the tagline for... <laughs> That I'll do the tagline for maybe that'll just be the title of today's episode. Thanks for the nice love. Uh, it was really uh, real pleasant to fall into your little laps. I know what it was. It was Sacagawea. Oh, that's one of my personal favorites. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Am I allowed? Is that song okay? I think it's okay. I think because you're a, a female, you're just you're just singing about like um, your sister, famous females, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> if you want us to sign off, it these two white guys say it's a okay. <laughs> if that's the service you're offering. We got a couple of uh, white guys. We got some uh, vouchers here. <laughs> we'll launder. We'll We're gonna we'll vouch your co- cultural appropriate. We'll vouch for you, for you Gabby. <laughs> I used to give out tickets like citizens arrest style, like um, lifestyle tickets to people who put babies in sunglasses. <laughs> There was some other faux pas that I can't remember what it was now, too, but I used the same ticket format for them, too. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get... I'd like to give out tickets for people who don't use their turn signal. Oh, wait. Thank you. Wait a second. They're supposed to give out tickets for so that. you're saying you want to be a cop. <laughs> so the high school kids here in Anacortes, Washington, got together and made a law that they are allowed to give citizens tickets to people for idling in the ferry line. So if you don't turn off your engine, a fucking teenager can come up with... Oh, that's... <laughs> pretty awesome. That's good, actually, yeah. I love that. Oh, okay. Yeah, kids are okay. 
look, we should let her go on with her day. Like we're we're stymieing yeah, we probably. A, a, I mean, yeah, but you, but like you're you're riding a vibe, and we're gonna bring you down. If we're not gonna, <laughs> No, this has been a treat, I, but I do think it's reached its natural conclusion. So yeah, I think I want to sure. give you guys a little digital hug. I think you're right. And, digital uh, hug no. right back at you. Dang. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, Thanks. nice talking to you both. Be well. Take care. Well, this is the best podcast yeah. that we've ever done. <laughs> New best Episode 148. Easy. Anytime Gab's on it. Really makes our job easy. Doesn't I it? mean, she is awesome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never actually met her. Yep, I've talked to her on my podcast thrice now, and it's she's kind of a little hero of mine. Manisha will be excited to learn more about her. Yeah, that was great. Everybody will be excited. Okay, well, there's a bunch of crap on the <laughs> on the show. She there's a bunch of junk. Um, I I do want to talk about one thing. Um. Well, first thing, you had no idea that. Wait, what? It just when when I heard Gorbachev was dead, I was like, "You were surprised." Man, I was too. I was too. I, you know, the world has moved on from that guy. <laughs> but he was a quite a figure. Well, yeah, but like everything. But it, that, I, it turns out all the wonderful stuff that he did, Perestroika. You know, like Putin came along and just just shat all over that. Well, and it turns out maybe the America was the only. We were the only ones stoked about it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, have you have you seen that Pizza Hut commercial? No. You should go see the. You should watch the Gorbachev Pizza Hut commercial, because it's like old people and young people in Russia are disagreeing about him. But they one thing they can agree on is they brought Pizza Hut to Russia. Um, I think of the. This is a world we live in. Oh, these are the chances. That with the Genesis video with the puppets. Uh-huh. Gorby makes me think of that. Uh yeah, okay, so and then obviously there's there's the, the elephant on his forehead. I like I'm calling him Gorby. The elephant in the room. Like we're like we're buds. Um like everything's pales in comparison to our talk with Gabby, but we're going to talk for a few more minutes anyway, just to kind of wrap this up. Shit. Some, you know, like Lucas, I, I texted Lucas when he was, I was like, I had no idea Gorbachev was still alive. Uh-huh. And Lucas texted back. He was like, I seriously, he was like three hours ago. I almost sent you this exact same text, text message, but I was driving and forgot about it. And then he said something about the birthmark on Gorbachev's head. Uh-huh. And I was like, birthmark doesn't seem like enough of a word for that. Like, there's something more than a birthmark. And uh, so I charged myself with the task of coming up with a neologism for uh, for that. And First thing, let's define neologism <laughs> Neo. for our... Neo, as in new. Uh, that's like a new term. Logism, as in word. That's like new coke. No, or like, not like that. Or like Tetris. <laughs> or like, I don't know. I'm trying to, going to try to think of one. LOL. Is that a neologism, even though it's just like no, three that's, letters? That's something else. That's a, What about, um, give me an example. That's what I always call an anagram, but it's not. It's an acronym. Uh, an acronym. I always okay. confuse anagram and acronym. Yeah, but it's become sort of an onomatopoeia, too, because people just go LOL. Listen, 
my neologism for uh, any kind of very distinctive and very large birthmark like that is Dermapelago. <laughs> Dermapelago. Okay. This is like our like our, a, our Sniglets segment. Like a dermatological archipelago. Okay. Dermapelago. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Huh. Alex, Alex will be excited to hear a Sniglet section. Yeah. Well, or that, I mean, it's, it's like that segment in that you created a definition. It's almost the opposite of the Sniglets thing, right? You did, you created a word for a definition. Yes. Yes. Dermapelago. I'm going to be sure and use that in a sentence (laughs) before the week is through. Hopefully in your presence. We'll have to hang out some. Um, one more word that you've said a lot recently that I want you to define for me. Balmy. Is this, um, ye old word shop? We are going far away to the sunny, sunny climb. While the balmy efforts, zephyrs, the sweets of gentle summertime. So goodbye, goodbye to then when we hope to meet again. We never shall forget you. Oh no, we never can. Okay. What's that from? That was a record that, like, it's old 40 or like 38, I think, record that I found, I don't know, on the back of a half price books or something. Or maybe it was from my grandmother's collection. Hmm. It was like, like a college glee club singing that song. Hmm. We are going far away to the sunny, sunny climb where the balmy zephyrs waft the sweets. Of so, gentle to, summertime. so to me, balmy is hot, right? No, balmy is balmy is warm but comfortable. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, but you used it a couple times. Sure exactly. You used it a couple times in that, like, it's cooler and so it's balmy. Uh, yeah, you're right. I might be misusing it there. Let's find out. Balmy. Balmy. <laughs> Balmy. Pleasantly warm. Hmm. There's probably there's also a dated North American second definition, extremely foolish or eccentric. This is a balmy decision, which that sounds like barmy, like the British say, you're barmy. Uh-huh. To me and your your bananas in the cabeza. Yeah. Gone barmy. Balmy. But then there's also like a balm soothes, you know. Okay. So maybe that's, you know, the weather is soothing. And, you know, it's still warm out here. It's warm. So but, I think maybe. But pretty comfortable. Yeah. We'll go with balmy. Yeah. I think balmy is correct. Well, and just to round out a couple of classic segments, thank you for defining and redefining some things for me. My pleasure. Um, we got one more. We got an old one we haven't done in a while. Let's call it a news cruise. Ooh. It's not much of a cruise. Well, it's more like a, it's more like a road trip. Because, listen, there's a lot of news these days. A lot of news, a lot of devastating news, a lot of hard to accept news, a lot of news that like changes our lives. And, you know, I don't, I think this is one of them. Uh, This is, it's from like a week ago. It's from the 30th of August, but uh, 
Uh, truck spills 150,000 tomatoes causing California crash. Wow. A truck has spilled more than 150,000 tomatoes across a busy, busy motorway in the U.S. state of California, bringing traffic to a standstill. That is profound. The splattered tomatoes caused seven cars to crash and closed much of Interstate 80 Highway on Monday. And I love this quote because we all think that someday we're going to be quoted in a big magazine or newspaper publication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, highway, California Highway Patrol Officer Jason Tyhurst is, is no different than anybody else because he said, this left a sea of red sauce about two feet deep. Once these tomato skins, man. Once they hit the asphalt, it's like walking on ice, said Mr. Ty Hurst, speaking to the New York Times. <laughs> I really just wanted to draw everybody's attention to a story that can do no harm. <laughs> this is really the bright side of today, this incident. That picture of the 150,000 tomatoes spread across the highway is astounding. It's uh, it really is a lot. It's it's the the semi truck sort of tumped over into oncoming traffic. Oh, like it Lord. was going in one direction and it hit the guardrail and then just dumped the tomatoes onto the highway <laughs> going in the opposite direction. <laughs> but also, I feel like the media. I mean, th- not that this isn't a newsworthy story, but. I think the media is just looking for any opportunity to say something that's not uh, so devastating. I hear you, and I think you're right. Anyway, that was a fun... I'm glad you hadn't seen that news item. I'm glad that I I told that to you. And I think the only thing we can do here is just gather ourselves, um, try to stop thinking about Gabby, and... Read an Ada poem. An Ada poem to close yeah. things out? Yeah. That sounds it's a, nice. It's a, it's a celebration of some old friends who who now are friends with a U.S. Poet Laureate. Next time, we will address uh, Dr. Grant Hall, a.k.a. my dad, got back at us about a bunch of things from recent episodes, so we'll have a... Well, let me get that on the show sheet. We have right three, now three discrete emails. Okay. For episode okay. Well, I'm sorry that we didn't get to that. I blame Gabby. Yeah, Gabby. Uh... <laughs> She's like the wind beneath my wings. Gabby was the show. You know, Gabby texted me just a minute or so after she hung up and said she opened her inbox and had a $3,000 return from the government. <laughs> It's like Monopoly. She's playing Life Monopoly and she's winning. She's winning. (laughs) Uh, Boy, yeah, her beach house up there. She said the name of the town. What's the town? Yeah, I don't know. Atacama? Atacama. We can listen back, maybe. It's one of those Washington State terms that, you know. Possibly stolen from native tribes. Yeah. Like Seattle. Appropriated. Seattle. Not like the sticker song Sacagawea either. I I remember when I was a kid, I had a Garfield comic book. And he made a reference to Seattle. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and but like and I knew the words loomed large. I knew the, I knew the words Seattle. Well, no, I I had trouble. I knew the word Seattle. I knew there was a town called Seattle, but I did not know what it looked like in writing. Yeah, seeing it in writing did not translate in my head. Yeah, I was like, what is this word yeah. Seattle? Right. Um, and that's why you started this podcast. Yeah, so I started out the English language and to figure things out. Yep. Uh, good old, good old Garfield. I hate Mondays too. Yeah, love lasagna. Yeah. Really, you're not a, you're not wild about lasagna. It's fine. Wow. If I'm at an Italian restaurant, I don't order the lasagna. Oh no, I don't either. I mean, I enjoy lasagna for sure, but it's not like. And you know what's way easier to make at home and has the same flavor profile is a nice baked ziti. Sure. You know? Absolutely. It's so much easier, and it hits Just, all the same notes taste-wise. Right, but it, but, but Vague ZD wouldn't have the same punchiness in a daily comic strip. That's true, yeah. In fact, I feel like just the mention of Bake ZD has really taken this podcast to a new low. <laughs> Let's go back to Bright Dead Things. I feel like. You mean the band from Austin, Texas? <laughs> Here uh, in this poem, she makes reference to the dog. I don't know if she's specifically talking about Lily Bean, but. Lucas and Ada have a lovely little pug named Lily Bean, who is a super nice dog, one of my favorite dogs in the world. I am going to choose to think of Lily Bean when Ada says the dog in this poem. Down Here by Ada Lamone. The dog does this beautiful thing. It waits. It stills itself and determines that the waiting is essential. I suppose this eternity is the one inside the drawer, inside the buttonhole. All the shouting before was done out loud on the street, and now it's done so shushingly. There is a saying down here, I'd never heard you before. I'd never heard before, I hate it for you. It means, if the dog pees on the carpet, I hate it for you, too bad for you. It means, if you're alone, when love is all around, we all tip our lonely hats in one unlonely sound. Hmm. Well, we all tip our lonely hats in one unlonely sound. It'd be different if, like, she was named Poet Laureate and you heard her poems and you weren't moved, you know? You'd be like, ah, it's rigged. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> everyone, you know, like, yeah, that's... Yeah, makes sense. That tracks. Finally something in this world that makes sense. Well, it turned out way better than I thought it was going to. No doubt. As, as we started to do it, I said, oh, this is going to probably be a short one. Yeah. That's why I don't gamble. <laughs> uh we love you listener each and every one of you if you're listening send 
Schaefer and I are self-addressed stamped envelopes so that we can send back our love. Yeah, and and wads of cash. I get cash. Yeah. I got cash. Yeah. Cash is king. Listen, tip everybody. I was teaching my kids about tip everybody in Mexico. Cash rolls everything around me. Yep. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. Uh, maybe we should investigate. Have you seen some of the things going around about how uh, tipping is kind of a leftover thing from slavery and we need to, we need to cancel it? No. Uh, I have not investigated this, but I'm curious to know more about it. So I'll investigate it and get back to you guys about it. I am a bartender, so I love tipping. I think tipping's cool. I think it creates a fun relationship between the bartender and the customer. Listen, I don't know if you guys know, but there was no tipping in slavery. That's true. (laughs) Or indentured servitude or whatever. Like Tipping provides an incentive for for people to do now, Jackson, that that really, and I'm no fan of capitalism, but that really nips at the heels of capitalism to say tipping. This is this is a new generation who just doesn't want to tip. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, maybe I sound like a dinosaur. It whatever. could also be a new generation who thinks that businesses should pay their employees what they're uh, worth. Well, they're gonna be sorely ashamed when that does not happen. The front page. No, I might. It could happen. The front page plays pays employees a living wage, and they get tipped. So that's that's what I'm talking about, baby. That's why everybody at the front page is so friendly and likes to talk to you so much. Yep. All right. Well, they like their jobs. They like their jobs, and they like their wine because <laughs> it's sweeter. No, than poor choices. Listen, listen. no, 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 no. <clears throat> It goes like this, because the poor are the choices. The sweet of the wine.
Thank you.